Welcome to the Triangle Gardener Magazine podcast. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. Today's story is part of our series on sustainable gardening. Charles Murphy is here to talk to us about lawns. I'm your host, Dan Mason. You see, establishing and maintaining a lawn in our region of North Carolina can be an expensive and labor-intensive project due to a number of factors. But first, a word from our sponsor who helps make this all possible. Garden Destinations is a new digital magazine for travelers who want to experience the world's finest public gardens and garden destinations. From their website, GardenDestinations.com, you can learn about unique gardens, get insider tips from expert travelers, and make plans to include these destinations in your next adventure. You can find them at GardenDestinations.com. Now, on with today's story. Hello, gardeners. I'm Charles Murphy, and today we're recording at the J.C. Ralston Arboretum in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I want to talk about changes you can make to your garden to make it more sustainable and enduring. These days, it seems like there's lots of gardening advice touting sustainable strategies, but sustainability is really simply a question of how much work and resources you are able and willing to put into your garden to keep it going. Over time, simpler and smaller usually wins out over bigger and more complex. We'll explore some different ideas, but today I want to talk to you about one of the best ways that you can reduce time, cost, and effort in your garden. You see, establishing and maintaining a lawn in our region of North Carolina can be an expensive and labor-intensive project due to a number of factors. One factor is the soil type. Piedmont soils tend to be heavy, largely clay and acidic, all of which make growing a lush grass lawn more difficult. A second factor is our local climate, which has been characterized as grass purgatory. That is to say, it's too warm for cool season grasses and too cool for warm season grasses. That's more of a problem with the cool season grasses, which are primarily tall fescue blends and can entail a lots of tender loving care and water use. Plus, the more lawn, the more time spent mowing, meaning more labor, more expense, and more air pollution. Fortunately, there are some good alternatives to an all-grass lawn, which save maintenance, time, and effort, reduce water and fertilizer use, cut lawnmower time significantly, and prove more sustainable over the long run. And some are more friendly to birds and pollinators. Two examples of these are flower beds and ground covers. Spring, summer, and fall flowers do well in our area with relatively little maintenance. Daffodils, tulips, hyacinths, crocus, and some irises bloom from late February up into May sometimes. Sources of healthy bulbs are easily found in catalogs, nurseries, and home improvement stores, and most bulbs will repeat bloom year after year with reasonable care. Daffodils and tulips, to name two, come in cultivars that bloom at different times, grow to different heights, and produce flowers from simple and classic to fringed, ruffled, and doubled. And mass plantings of either of these can create a stunning visual effect. Most of the labor involved goes into establishing a bed and planting the bulbs, which should be done in mid-fall. After that, a light fertilizing during bloom time is about all it's needed. 
All bulbs require watering in dry periods, but not nearly as much as grass. Summer flowers, such as zinnias, sunflowers, daisies, echinacea species, and bearded iris, to name only a few, can be planted from mid to late spring through May and will bloom throughout the summer and often into early fall. Many of those are annuals, but bearded iris, peonies, and daylilies, for example, are perennials and will multiply over the years. The range of colors, sizes, and flower types is huge, and seeds or bulbs and corms are widely available. Then there's a wildflower garden. These can be especially attractive to homeowners, neighbors, and most importantly, to birds, bees, and butterflies. Seed packets are easily found, and bed preparation shouldn't be a huge problem. After all, they are wildflower types used to some pretty discouraging growing conditions. Once started, they essentially require no maintenance, and many flowers in the bed will reseed themselves, providing the gardener with a ready-made perennial bed. Some alternatives to flowers, or additions to them, are ground covers. These are typically low-growing plants, rarely more than a few inches tall, that spread on their own and, once established, require almost no maintenance. Their biggest drawback is that they need discipline, since some of them tend to spread indiscriminately, so confining them to a small or specific area requires periodic cutting back. A few examples of these are ajuga, vincas, which are also known as periwinkle, and flocks. They can be established from samples taken from an established bed. Perhaps a neighbor has some that they'll lend you. And most spread fairly rapidly. Making a bed is the biggest labor. As with bulbs, the bed needs to be composed of either new topsoil or amended native soil. Plants will need to be watered until they take root, but once they're established, they can sail right on through our summers with little trouble. Some ground covers do well in light shade or filtered light, so they would be especially useful in those areas that are inhospitable to grass, and all of them require little to no fertilizer. A lush green grass lawn is an attractive site and adds to what real estate agents refer to as curb appeal, but in the Piedmont they are high maintenance and can be expensive to establish, plus they're thirsty. A mix of flowers, ground covers, and grass provides as attractive an appearance as well as more colorful at a fraction of the labor and expense. So for a sustainable, attractive, and low-effort alternative to all grass, consider one of these options. You'll appreciate it, and so will your neighbors. I'm Charles Murphy. This is the Triangle Gardener. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You've been listening to The Triangle Gardener. You can find this and past episodes of our podcast at the Triangle Gardener website, trianglegardener.com. 